With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Be willing to do some things that you may not otherwise do or invest money in certain places to make your life a little bit easier because your sanity is worth something. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh man, ladies, we are headed into a fall that doesn't look like anything we've ever experienced before. And for a lot of us is probably going to be the hardest start to a school year that we have ever experienced. And so today I thought that I would share some ideas and planning tips and that sort of thing to help us to maybe retain our sanity a little bit as we head into September. And so that is what today's episode is going to be all about. It's just going to be little old me talking about some planning things and things that I am going to be doing and hopefully some helpful suggestions for all of you as well. If you want to do deep dives on this stuff and get daily lives where we are going to walk through this process and have accountability and really sink our teeth into it, then you're going to want to head over and join us on Patreon because we're going to have a ton going on throughout the month of August where we take all the things that we're going to talk about in today's episode and we go much deeper and much more thoroughly into them and we would love to have you join our community for support and encouragement and just help along the way in figuring a lot of that stuff out and so if you want to come over and join us you can find us at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely we would love to have you over there we've got all kinds of different payment levels for you to be a part of all the way from three dollars on up to personalized coaching levels where you can meet with me in Zoom calls and on Marco Polo and get targeted help and advice and guidance to get you on a good track with all of your planning and logistics for this coming year. So again, if you want even more of what we're going to end up talking about today, you can come over and find us at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Okay, let's just get straight into all the craziness that we are facing. Just today, I know for my family, we found out that our schools are officially not opening this fall. We are going full remote learning that will apparently be live teaching via the computer that my children will have to sit in front of for many, many hours of the day. And this is not at all what we were hoping for. We were hoping at least for a schedule where they were going to be back a few times a week. And as a working mom, who even though I work from home, I do have to work and not just spend all of my time teaching my kids. As much as I would love that, that is just not our reality. And so we are really having to grapple with 
what our fall is going to look like and how I can make it work without, you know, just deciding that I don't need sleep as a human any longer. I'm really hoping to be able to create some sort of a routine and schedule and practice of our lives that is going to make it so not only can we survive this season, but maybe not come out of it feeling like we've totally been trampled on. And for me, I think a lot of that comes down to the planning and preparation that I do in advance. I felt that way back when I was solidly a homeschooler, And I have still continued to feel that way, even when my kids started going to public school, because the more that I had planned in advance, the more decisions I had made before they got to the actual moment, the less in-the-moment stress I had to deal with. Because when my kids were asking me, well, what's going to happen now, or what's to eat, or whatever it is, I had already figured it out. I'd already put the building blocks in place so that I didn't have that in-the-moment panic that I think a lot of us end up suffering from when we haven't done proper planning and preparation. Now, I know not everyone operates the way that I do, and for some people, this all sounds very overwhelming, but I have always felt like if I put in some work on the front end of things, it's going to make my day-to-day life a lot easier in the long run, and so that's kind of the process that I am going to walk you through today. What I am going to do, and what I really believe is a gift to your future sanity. You may be dreading the work that it's going to take to do this kind of planning and preparation before the school year hits, but I think the sanity that you gain in the long run is well, well worth it. Okay, so first of all, we're going to start out with the givens, the things that just have to be planned, even if it were a normal school year, the kinds of things that you're going to want to have in place so that you don't have the daily stressors as much. And the number one thing that I always think of on this list of givens is meal planning. I have been a big proponent of meal planning for at least the last decade. I think it takes so much stress off of me to just know what we're eating because the kids are always going to ask to have on hand what I know we are going to need and to not get to that four o'clock witching hour and be in a panic mode and think, what am I going to do? When I have a longer range meal plan, it helps me to save time in my planning because I plan in bulk for many weeks at a time sometimes even months. I don't think that will be the case this year, but it just helps me to have one less thing that I have to think about. It's already decided. I just have to turn to the meal plan and know what I need to do. And this is the part where I am going to give a shameless plug for plan to eat because I have been using them literally and honest to goodness for almost six years. This fall, it will be six years since I started using plan to eat. A friend told me about it at a baby shower. Actually, Katie died it's baby shower that I was at six years ago this fall and I gave it a try and I have never turned back and this is coming from the gal who had actually written a meal planning course and had it on my blog for people to buy and be able to meal plan for months and months at a time and develop this major meal planning binder well guess what plan to eat took care of all of that and made it digital so it's so much more practical and useful I abandoned my old planning ways many many years ago because I think that plan to eat has done such a good job. Now, I'm going to tell you they're a subscription service. Yes, they are sponsoring this podcast, but they are doing it because I was like, hey, I love you. Can you please sponsor my podcast? Because they are that good. I legitimately use this service. In fact, this week, I am going to be doing some deep dive lives on Instagram and in the main Cultivating the Lovely group on Facebook that you don't even have to be a part of Patreon to join and come see. I am going to show you exactly how I plan 
our meals using Plan to Eat. I'm able to develop menus that then I can repeat over and over again so that I don't have to keep reinventing the wheel with meal planning. I can create an entire week that then can be duplicated later on and I don't have to get into the nitty gritty of what recipes we're repeating and all of that kind of thing. I can really simply just streamline my life and it makes everything so much easier. So you can pay $4.99 a month or $39 a year. It is well, well worth the cost to get this service because they even have an app that you can use. So if you've done all your planning on your computer or you can even plan within the app, you always have your shopping list with you, which is such a boon, I think, of this service. I love always having it with me and it separates everything out by number one, the stores that I typically buy those items at and the second of the store that I would be shopping for it in. A lot of times I will just put all of my errands into this app. So even if it's not specifically groceries, it's all in one place, all the shopping and running around that I'm needing to do. I just love how well thought out it is. It was created by a family who legitimately had meal planning needs and they created a very practical, easy to use app. You just drag and drop your recipes right onto your calendar. Things auto-populate for you. You can put in leftovers. You can do all kinds of things to just simplify your life. And I think that Plan to Eat is the best service that I found. And you guys, you can get 60 days free. If you just go to plantoeat.com slash lovely, they will let you completely try their service free of charge. You don't even have to put in a credit card for two months, 60 whole days to really get your feet wet, put in all of your recipes and really see just how revolutionary this app can be for you. And I think that when our lives are going to be getting even crazier and we're going to have even more on our plate, this is the number one thing that you can do to simplify your life. So go to plantoeat.com slash lovely and come and join me on social media this week. I will show you exactly how it can change everything about how you're planning your meals and just make the whole meal planning situation so much easier for you, okay? So plantoeat.com slash lovely, 60 days free. You're gonna love it. The next thing that is a huge help to me is taking the time on the weekend to map out my week. Now, for some people, they use a paper planner. That very much used to be my life and I think that that can be a great solution for a lot of women who don't necessarily have as many balls in the air as I am juggling. If you don't have a business or your kids maybe aren't old enough to be going in a thousand different directions yet or that sort of thing, you could probably very well get away with that kind of planning. For me personally, I abandoned that a few years ago when I realized it just wasn't meeting my full needs for being able to keep track of everything that I was needing to keep track of. For me, the solution that I come back to time and time again that has been the answer to how I run my business even how I communicate with friends about things that we want to do together is to use Trello. You guys, I adore Trello. It's a website and an app that allows you to create boards and lists of things that you want to do and keep track of information. And it's just so simple, straightforward. It's a very visually appealing website that I really like to use. I like their app. So I always, no matter where I am, have my to-do list and the flow of my day always on hand to me in my phone. Trello is essential for me running my life. I have created templates that I repeat weekly, so I have the basics of our week laid out, and then on the weekend, I'm just able to go in and fill out the specifics. And when I fill in each day, I actually do so in the general order that I want to complete those tasks in throughout the day. I put in all of the things from our Google Calendar right into Trello, so it's all in one place, and it just helps me, even though I've had things in Google 
Google Calendar and all of that sort of thing to be able to wrap my brain around what is actually happening. Having that refresher because sometimes you put it on the calendar months ago and then you forget that it's there. And so going in and deliberately putting it on my Trello board every week helps me to have that reminder and just be more productive in general. If I don't create these lists, if I don't map out the way that our week needs to go and the things that I need to accomplish, I will forget. I will not do them. I will get to the end of the day, the end of the week and think, was there stuff I was supposed to do? Because I sure don't know. And there was stuff, but I didn't keep track of it. And I didn't pull my brain together to actually know what it was. And Trello allows me to do that. Now, again, this is one of those things that we are going to be deep diving on Patreon. I have done this before with Trello. I actually have templates that I release to all the Patreon members. And so if you want kind of a jumpstart on how to use Trello to simplify your life and keep on top of things, come over and join us in Patreon, patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Shameless plug, you guys, but it really is that revolutionary. I love Trello. The next given that I think is essential for us having our lives run more smoothly in the fall are routines. These are the processes that you've already mapped out. They can be very simple, but they're the things that are going to help you get your day off to a good start, have transitions in between the different things that you're doing, and even wrap up your day. It's so that everyone knows what is expected of them. It's super helpful for your kids to know completely laid out what they need to do at these different points in the day so you're not getting a thousand questions. It's one more way to be eliminating some of those stressors and your kids saying, mom, 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 what do I do now? What do I do now? The routines are essential. They're also a big thing in helping you to keep your sanity and take care of yourself because they can be very simple ways that you are taking care of yourself, but putting them into a routine is the way that you can have consistency with them and they don't just get lost in the wash of all the other stuff that is going to be happening this fall that we have to prepare for and we have to take on. Figuring in those little things for yourself into a routine is going to make a big difference to help you keep your sanity this fall. So we're going to talk more about self-care in a few minutes, but I really want to encourage you to sit down and map out morning, evening, and transition routines for you and all of your kids. Anyone who is going to be home during the day while you're trying to take on school These need to be mapped out for them, and then they need to be communicated to them. So whether that just means telling them, whether that means creating a list that you post in a prominent location so that they can see them, you want these things to become ingrained. That's why they're routine. They become rote because you just do them over and over and over again. Just like how you brush your teeth before bed and whatever else you do before bed. For me, it's washing my face, brushing my teeth, putting all my skincare stuff on. I always brush my hair. I put on my pajamas. These are very simple things, but it's part of a routine. It's part of what helps me to take care of myself. It helps me to wind down for the evening. I always drink my Alka-Calm and take certain vitamins and do that sort of thing. I want you to put these things down on paper or on your computer or in your Trello board so that you actually have a written out reminder of what you're trying to accomplish. And then that first month back to school, even a couple of weeks leading up to it, Start working these things in so that they become actual rote routines 
for everyone. They really will simplify your life, especially things like transitions, whether your kids are doing online school and they have to transition between lunch and getting back to school or, you know, whatever it is from after school to after school activities, those kinds of things have in place some sort of routine, whether it's grabbing a snack, changing clothes, what whatever it is, it's going to help you to feel less overwhelmed if everyone knows what the expectations are. Another given that I think is going to be really important for this year for everyone across the board, whether you're new to homeschooling or you're doing the online education for really the first time. I know we kind of did it in the spring, but it's going to look different this fall for a lot of people. Even if your kids are going back to school and they're going to be home doing their homework, workspaces are essential. I know for my kids, they're all going to be doing distance learning this fall. And so I've really had to think out, okay, what are each of their spaces going to look like? They need to be conducive to learning and they need to have the things that they will need to be able to learn and do a good job. School shopping is going to look very different this year. I'm basically going to be creating little offices for my kids. I'm going to get a simple table, probably not even investing in a full-on desk for my eight-year-old, but a place that we can have in her bedroom where she will have her headphones and her scratch paper and the pens and pencils that she will need and those simple things so that she can be successful in this virtual schooling environment. And it's a place where she can go and she can know that she has quiet and it is a deliberate place set up for her to be able to do her schoolwork and not have the distractions of the dog and her sister and everything else that is happening. Same for my 14-year-old. We're setting up a space in his room. He kind of had this in the spring, but we're going to be much more specific and deliberate about what that space is going to look like and how it can be conducive to learning. My kindergartner is going to be doing distance learning and sitting in front of a computer for more hours than I care to acknowledge right now. I'm going to need to set her up with things like an exercise ball to sit on so that she can get out some of her energy and not just be, you know, nailed to a chair all day long. I want her to have some things to keep her hands busy, maybe a fidget cube, maybe a fidget spinner, those kinds of things, maybe Play-Doh so that she is able to still listen but keep her hands busy with the amount of time that she is going to be sitting in front of a screen. Getting my kids blue light blocking glasses, all of those kinds of things are going to be really important to us being successful this year. Normally, when I'd be thinking about the physical spaces that we are having to get together for back to school, I'd be thinking about having my car prepared. And to a certain extent, for even the limited amount of after-school activities, I will still be doing this. I will still be making sure that we have water and snacks on hand and things like hand sanitizer and our masks always at the ready. I, in the past, have always had my work bag that I had everything that I needed on the go. So if I could pop into a Starbucks and do some work while my kids were at school or that sort of thing, I always had what I needed and I had those things set up in advance. I would also be looking at having areas in my home where things were set up for us to be able to get out the door quickly, routines for that as well. That's not going to so much be the case this year, but I think there are important things to think about of the physical spaces and how we can set them up so that we can be successful and not panicked last minute wondering where a tap shoe is or a ballet leotard, just making sure that we stay on top of those things. And another thing about using that 
that Trello board that we talked about is when you go and you look at the activities that you have for the week, also being able to then set up your physical spaces on the weekend so that they can be successful. Getting the stuff together on the weekend for all the activities that are happening throughout the week. It's just those kind of foresight things that are future gifts to yourself so that you don't have to panic in the moment and everybody stays a lot calmer and a lot more put together. Now, this doesn't always happen. This does not always look like this. It doesn't always work. And sometimes we need a backup plan, which is my other given, the last given that I want to talk about. It's okay to need a backup plan for when everything hits the fan. How can you take a breather? There's going to be a lot of together time this year. So figuring out how you can reset your day. What anchors can you put into your day that even if everything goes off the rails, if we get to this point, this is the thing that can reset us. Whether it's everybody reads a book together or everybody retreats to their own corners or whatever it is, have the backup plan for how you can reset your day. I think that that can make a really big difference when things just feel completely overwhelming. How can you already have a plan in place to be able to reclaim the day when things are not going the way that you want them to? Okay, so that was all the givens that I wanted to talk about. The meal planning, the mapping out your week, establishing routines, setting up workspaces, having a backup plan. Those are the things that I think kind of everybody, no matter what your situation, should think about, at least in some capacity. But then I want to just address that we all have our own personal logistics. We all have our own things that we need to think about, that we need to plan for, the lessons and activities that our kids will hopefully be involved in in some capacity. And even more than that, what kind of self-care is going to be most helpful and nourishing to you? Now, I think that planning and prepping is a form of self-care in and of itself because it helps you to not lose your mind in the moment. It helps you to have more freedom to be able to change plans because you already have something in place. It's easy if you already have the dance bag packed that if something comes up and you need to leave earlier than normal, you're not in a last minute rush to grab what you need. You've already done that on the weekend and so you've set yourself up for success. But you are the only one who knows what those lessons and activities are. You're the only one who knows what needs to be planned in advance for those things to be successful. So I think that you should think about that. But then I really want you to think about your own body, mind, and soul. How can you be putting simple things in place that allow you to not neglect yourself in this season? What is important to you? What is going to be the thing that is going to help you catch a breather when you need one, help you reset after a long day, help you to feel like you are being taken care of when you are so on call to be taking care of so many other people and so many other issues? What is that for you? Is it reading? Is it listening to a podcast while you make dinner? Is it having great playlists that you can play throughout the day that are going to help set the mood for different things that need to get done or different attitudes that are struggling? Are there crafts that you really love doing? Are you a knitter? Are you a crocheter? Are you a quilter? Do those things help you to have a sense of calm and feel like you are nourishing your own soul? Is it friends? Do you need to find ways to be able to consistently connect with friends, whether that's a weekly coffee date that you're able to get away for or just making sure that you're Marco Poloing each other and checking in on each other? What is it going to take for you to feel not isolated in this season? Is it joining like 
Patreon so that you have a bunch of ladies that you can join with for a live every morning and be able to talk things through with and commiserate with and encourage each other with? Is it some other local kind of group that you could join? What is it going to take for you to not be isolated and frustrated in this season? Because we're going to need a lot of encouragement. We're going to need community in some form or another. We need to have those pieces in place so that we can take care of ourselves. And of course, I would also say you probably are going to need some chocolate. Where do you need to hide that chocolate around the house so that little people don't find it and eat all of it? I'm thinking you're probably going to need a variety of different places and probably a variety of different chocolates. Make sure you've got those on hand because you're going to need it, okay? You're going to want to go sneak that little piece of chocolate maybe in the bathroom in the middle of the day just because it's a lot right now. So don't feel bad. You know, head to Trader Joe's, get yourself a good chocolate bar and or five and stash them around. It's just it's just good common sense. Okay, you guys, these are kind of my my wrap up tips that I think are just helpful for staying on top of things and not losing your mind as much this fall. And they're also kind of me giving you the grace and the permission to not be too hard on yourself and see that you can't do it all. There is no way any of us during this season having our children home can be 100% on top of the house, on top of the schoolwork, on top of our sanity, on top of our work, on top of all the things. So going into it, you need to know that this planning and prepping is going to help. It's going to make a big difference, but there's still going to be needed a lot of grace for yourself, for other people in your home, because this is a challenging season. It's different than most of us want. And so you kind of can come in with some bitterness already. I'm, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm definitely not me. That's, that's not at all my <laughs> situation at all. My children aren't bitter either. Um, but you know, we're all just going to have to have a lot of grace for ourselves. And one of the ways that I think I want to give you permission, if you are able to do this, is be willing to cut some corners. Be willing to do some things that you may not otherwise do or invest money in certain places to make your life a little bit easier because your sanity is worth something. It is worthy of you doing what you need to do to make sure you don't lose your mind and you can still be there for your kids and you can be the active, happy mom that they are going to need, the example that they are going to need, and I am speaking to myself as much as I am talking to you guys, during this very difficult season because goodness knows I end up feeling a little frazzled a lot of the time. So when I am able to employ some of these things that cut some corners it really helps me. I'm talking about things like, well, I haven't done this yet, but man, would I love to if I could afford it. If you can afford this, do this in honor of me and tell me about it because I can't right now, but get a maid. Hire a cleaning service, you guys. What a gift to yourself when you are going to have people in your home 24 hours a day. It's really hard to make that space feel the way that you want it to. Why not take this off your plate. Outsource it. Have somebody else help you out and don't feel bad about it because it's okay. Another way that you can help cut some corners is use a food and or grocery delivery service. You are going to have your hands so full this fall trying to factor in 
those grocery store trips with masks and all the rest can be very overwhelming. So allow yourself to get takeout every once in a while so you just can relieve yourself of that stress and don't feel bad about it. And allow yourself to order in the groceries and have them delivered straight to your door because that is going to relieve a lot of stress. You're probably going to save money in the long run. It may feel like, oh, I'm having to pay for a delivery service. But actually, we buy a lot more when we're in the store than we actually need. So I think that it would probably come all out in the wash if you used a service like Postmates. Now, I'm going to be totally honest. Postmates is sponsoring this episode, but I use them and I love them because it's so helpful to just have the food delivered straight to my door without having to leave the house, without having to pack anybody up, without having to worry about the dog. I don't even have to open the door if I don't want to when they get here. They will leave it right on my doorstep and just ring the bell. I love it. I can order from local restaurants and they leave it right outside my door. I can support these restaurants that I really want to still exist after all of this pandemic is over and they just bring it right to me. It is so awesome. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from places like Walgreens. I can even get stuff from 7-Eleven. I can get stuff from our grocery store. And then they drop off that outside my door, which makes my life so much easier. You just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. They will even text you if they have questions about your order. It is super slick, especially when I'm like running low on coffee. I'm like, hey... (laughs) Somebody go get me my cold brew. This makes a big difference and allows me more time to work. So it's totally worth it. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOVELY100. That's code LOVELY100 for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, post made it. And don't feel guilty about it. You deserve it. It's going to make such a difference for your day-to-day life. You deserve the sanity. Okay. Another thing that is going to help you stay sane, and you're probably not going to like me saying it, but is you need to get up and put on real clothes in the morning. Okay? Okay, capiche? Put yourself together. Don't get into the habit of having everybody just be in their PJs all the live long day because it's going to make it a lot harder to be productive and get the schoolwork done. It still needs to feel like you're getting up and you're doing things and you're getting ready for your day. This isn't summer anymore. (laughs) This is real life. And I want my kids to know that it's important that they get up and get ready, even if they are just on their Zoom calls all day long. I want them to put on real clothes. I want them to brush their hair. And I know I feel so much different. For me, I put on makeup. Not everybody wants to put on makeup, but I put on makeup. I do my hair. I get on my clothes and it helps me to feel like a more productive person. So I really want to encourage you guys to do that too. I know it can feel hard. I know it can even feel like a waste. I know I used to always feel like I don't want to waste my makeup. I'm not going anywhere. But you guys, it's worth it for your sanity. It's okay for you to feel good about the way you look, even if you don't have anywhere to go. It's going to help you in the long run to keep getting ready every morning. 
I also think it's super important to facilitate as much independence with your kids as possible. Remember that you're raising your kids to be adults. You're not raising them to be kids. So teach them skills that they are going to need. Making their own breakfast, getting their own lunch. Now you may be doing more of a communal lunch because everybody's going to be together, but I think there's so many things that they can help with. They can help serve each other in the family, which is a really important skill and heart check for them to have. And for them to be able to be very independent on their computer work and that sort of thing, as much as they can do on their own, especially if you have multiple children, I think is a really important skill to be fostering in them. And it can be really hard. I know that a lot of times I default to just like, it's easier for me to just go ahead and do it. But then I have to do it over and over and over again. But if I teach them how to do it, then it helps to relieve a lot of the stress off of me. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It doesn't make you lazy. It just means that you are preparing your kids with skills for the future and helping everyone to be able to work together as more of a team during this time instead of trying to keep up with everyone's individual needs that can become very overwhelming. And so I just want you to maybe as you're sitting down and planning things, think about even the ways that you can help your kids to become more independent during this time. Also, because we're going to have so much blessed togetherness, I really want to encourage you to create space for everyone to escape each other for a little bit, whether that's in their bedrooms, whether that's setting aside a specific time when everyone can disperse (laughs) and get away from each other, whether it's within your home or outside through activities or whatever it is, I think it's really important that everyone is able to recharge on their own a little bit and not just be up in each other's business 24 It's going to be really helpful if everyone has a space that they know that they can retreat to when things get intense, when things get overwhelming, when things just get overstimulating. I think it's helpful for everyone to know they have that space. I even want to encourage you to find that space for yourself, whether it's your bedroom or a specific corner with a fluffy chair that you love. Wherever it is, make sure that you have that area for you. For me, it's my bedroom and it's a place that I am really wanting to invest in this fall. I've talked about it on the podcast before that I did that with my patio this summer. It was the place that I could kind of retreat to. I had beautiful plants and pretty lights and comfy chairs with pillows and a rug and all the things that I wanted to be able to make that space feel like, okay, I can breathe out here. I can catch my breath again. In the winter and in the fall, that space is going to need to be my bedroom. And so I want that same sense of beauty and peace. I need to not use that room as, you know, the collecting zone for the laundry and random paperwork when people come over. I need to be very intentional about creating that space for me to be able to catch my breath and let go of some of the frustrations and the overall overwhelmingness of this situation. And so I really want to encourage you to find those spaces as well. And then another thing we talked about fostering our own friendships and how community is going to be so important to us as moms, or if you're a dad, I doubt there's many dads listening, but it's going to be so important for us to have those support systems in place But it's also going to be really important for our kids. We can't forget that they are missing out on connecting with their friends at school. If you're a homeschooler, you probably still were involved in co-ops and that sort of thing that may not look the same as they did before. Or the activities that your kids were involved in, they aren't even allowed to be near each other 
anymore when they are a part of those activities. They have to have masks on, covering their faces and their expressions. And so I just really want to encourage us to be thinking about our kids and fostering their friendships, whether that means allowing them to Marco Polo their friends or even FaceTime their friends, depending on your comfort level, facilitating times when they can be together with their friends. I think it is essential for all ages, but especially as they get older and become teenagers, that they still see their people, that they are still communicating with their people because it's going to wear on them too. You know, we all get annoyed with our families when we have, you know, just a little too much togetherness. And it's going to be essential that they have those kind of release points of getting to be able to be with their friends and people that they choose and people that they love in that way. And so I really want to encourage us to not forget how important our kids' friendships and communities are as well as our own. And you guys, lastly, I just want to talk about a few great books that I think address a lot of these issues and give some really helpful advice for dealing with stressful times and planning or just needing to have a little bit of a pep up. And so the first book is The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi. This comes out next week, so you can pre-order it now. And I actually have Kendra on the show next week. She was a delightful interview. So much fun. We had a blast chatting together. I really think this book has the goods. It is one of my favorite books that I have read this year. In fact, the four books that I will be listing are some of my favorites that I've read this year. But this is so practical, so wise, so straightforward and funny. The way she teaches you these lazy genius ways will really stick in your head. You'll hear about that next week on the podcast. I just love the whole perspective that she used to come at this idea of being lazy about the things that don't matter, but genius about the things that do matter to you. I just really think you're going to love this book. It is worth every penny. Pre-order it now. Have it show up in your mailbox next week. You're not going to regret it. The next book is Don't Overthink It by Ann Bogle. I had her on the podcast this past spring talking about this new book. It has a lot of great tips for especially highly stressful situations and learning how to come compartmentalize, things that I had realized I had done through the whole divorce process that I went through over a number of years. She's just got a lot of great ideas for not overthinking all of these decisions, simplifying your life so that it doesn't become overwhelming. So check that book out as well. I love, love, love On the Bright Side by Melanie Schenkel. It probably is my top favorite book for this year. It's humorous but heartfelt and has so many beautiful, wonderful lessons. And it just got me. I had the audiobook version, which I always love from Melanie Schenkel. And I will probably listen to it again a couple of more times before the end of the year because I just loved it that much. Stand All the Way Up is another one that I feel very similarly about by Sophie Hudson. And Melanie Schenkel and Sophie Hudson actually have a podcast together called The Big Boo Cast, which is delightful. And it's really the reason why I always listen to their audiobooks because I'm so used to listening to them on their podcast. It's really fun to hear them read their own books. Stand All the Way Up and On the Bright Side, I would say, I felt like Jesus just knew. He just knew what we were going to need to hear in this particular time and he released these books he put these messages in these ladies hearts years ago to have these books released now 
in this exact time. And I think that Stand All the Way Up really addresses some big issues in a really lovely, graceful way. And so I want to not neglect that it's an important book, I think, kind of a weighty book, but also very humorous and enjoyable to listen to. And the last book that I want to mention is Adore by Sarah Haggerty. It is the book that I have been working through for months as my Bible study and trying to come to that place of adoring Jesus, adoring God in small moments with small prayers and learning how to trust him and believe the things he says even when it feels really, really hard. And so it is a beautiful book. It's a resource that I think you will come back to again and again. And I really want to suggest that you get it as well. Of course, we will have all of these books listed in our show notes. You can just swipe up in whatever app you are using to listen to the show and be able to find links to these books. Whenever you buy something on Amazon, it helps kick back a little bit of a commission to us without costing you any more money. And that's super helpful to the show, especially when we've lost a lot of our sponsors throughout this crazy season. When you can do little things like shop on Amazon through our links or leave ratings and reviews in iTunes. Shop our sponsors. That's a really big deal when you go to our sponsors and you tell them, I found you because of Cultivating the Lovely. It makes a big difference for helping our show to be able to continue and keep the lights on around here. When you do things like follow me on Instagram and engage there, it may seem like a really silly thing, but it actually helps me to be able to get more sponsors for this show when you engage with me on Instagram. And it's super fun. I really love hearing from you guys, especially when you tell me what you're enjoying about the podcast. That helps me to know what you want to hear on the show, how to direct this show moving forward. And it's really for you guys. I want it to be enjoyable and entertaining and informative all at the same time. And so when you reach out and you tell me, hey, this was great or hey not so much but you know you can keep those to a minimum but when you really tell me what was great about the show that's super helpful for me to be able to get the kind of guests that you want on the show and cover the kind of topics that you guys are interested in and would be most helpful to you especially during this crazy time so don't be afraid to find me at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram I want to hear from you there I want to engage with you so head on over there and let's become friends okay and of course find us on Facebook you can search Cultivating the Lovely, you'll find our group where we're going to be doing some lives this week about plan to eat. There will be stuff coming up about Trello. There will be more stuff in Patreon, of course. Go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. And the final plug, you guys, is just make sure you're leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. I know I already kind of mentioned it and I mentioned it all the time, but it makes a big difference. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for just listening to me yammer on for this whole time. But I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope and pray the very best for you heading into this wacky, wacky fall. And we are going to continue to be bringing you more resources throughout the month of August to help you get your mindset right and your physical space right and all of those things so that you can feel a little less overwhelmed as we head into September. Okay, thank you so much for hanging with me today. And until next time, go be bold and gracious.